Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the official Cello Toys podcast. I am Pablo, and with me is the quiz tool maze to my quiz Benoit. It's Joey Knight. Hello. <laughs> quiz tool maze. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it is I, the variant king, Joey Knight. Mm-hmm. And and that's no um, calling myself quiz Benoit is no uh, judgment on my character. Um <laughs> not at all no. delightful human being it just makes bad choices sometimes <laughs> oh we've lowered the bar we've lowered the bar already it's great and, um so yeah uh, i just took part in the legion of hasbro quiz uh, i'll be honest i thought i'd do better <laughs> i joined that quiz before too and i embarrassed myself so i didn't take part in it tonight because if I did good, I want my own figure, which would be weird. If I didn't do good, it's just too embarrassing. So it's like I'll just watch from the shadows. Oh, were you just were you watching? Well, I just watched. I watched at the end. I I kept clicking in and out, so nobody realized I was there. Because mm-hmm. once they realized I'm there, they're like, <laughs> "What's wrong with this guy?" <laughs> it's a Can very... you just buy his own figure. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you can't. As we've said a million times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, um, well, the thing is, I'm on the leaderboard. So um, apparently, if for whatever foolish reason people decide they don't want the new Joey Knight uh, action figure, it trickles down to us lowly, low-scoring peasants. And then, you know, we'll be grateful for any, for any crumbs that come off the table, you know. Um, <laughs> that would just be too embarrassing for me to just wait trickle down hopefully it trickles down to the point where i can get my own action figure i couldn't do it to myself i couldn't do it there's enough people in the leaderboard i'm sure it's like 49 in total or 50 or something like that so that would be all of them gone wouldn't it so probably all of them gone because i don't think there's a limit or there's a two-person limit and there's only a hundred and i think by the time they start it there's already close to 80 because inside dealings i think (laughs) i don't know the legion of hasbro people have been buying them up as well maybe well, maybe some guy in uh las vegas will buy them all and choose not to sell them <laughs> allegedly um, allegedly we know allegedly. nothing about it we know nothing know about it um we only tell the truth on this podcast uh we get told nothing um as is evident by all the news that's come out this week uh we are like the wcw saturday night of podcasts we're, we're official but we just get left to our own devices and we just report on news that's already happened <laughs> were the original and were the best and you know the the wrestlers with respect like William Regal you know have a soft spot in the heart for the original Saturday night and uh you know we are the original we're not the original wrestling figure podcast but we are the original cello toys podcast the original and best of anyone else tries to do one um and accept no cheap imitations uh but Exactly. Like that advert, where the big boys play. Like that advert when uh, the guy sat on the, or the lady sat on the uh, the the bench, and the guy comes up dressed as Razor Ramon and Tatanka and Bret That's Hart exactly and... what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, things fire off in my brain when phrases like that go. My brain starts firing. It's like, why is that so familiar? There you go. You brought it back to me. That's what it is. That's what we do in our advancing ages. Um, although I've, you're you're younger than me, um, we'll just yeah, remi- we'll remind each other of things that happened thirty years ago, just in case one of us has a blind spot or something. But <laughs> next month in the in the quiz, it's a tag team turmoil, so we'll be teaming up. Um, ideally, mm-hmm. newest rockers ride again, um, or for the first time, I guess. 
Um, oh yeah our debut the new new rockers debut oh <laughs> man the world has not been prepared for this we're gonna get tights and everything matching right if we get get my tights lady on the job oh yeah when's your sort of there. when's your cutoff point with knowledge i mean the thing is i was watching it really until about 2008 but i wasn't watching it as regularly and i wasn't absorbing the information because it would be like watch it once and then that was it but my cutoff point if you really had to give me a cutoff point, would be maybe or two, maybe. Right. Uh, I, I think around the 2008, just because certain people on the roster I was married to, and then I wasn't married to them, and then they were still on TV, and the people that they were gallivanting with were on TV, and I wasn't on TV. So it makes for hard watching. So I kind of kind of drifted off the scene there. I'm sorry. I, I didn't stop watching just because you showed up, um, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of wrestlers married to people that I didn't know about, um, um, one of the guests coming up is uh, B. Brian Blair uh, to the yeah. official Cello Toys podcast. This has been announced, and uh, he's, he's such a lovely dude on the emails and everything. Did you know he was married to Mike McGurk at one point? No. How did that knowledge slip through our fingers? Really? Mm-hmm. Leroy McGurk's daughters, and they must have worked in Florida together or something like that, or whatever. Leroy McGurk. Um, this is news to me. Did you know that Wendy Richter, did who was Wendy Richter married to? There you go. There's a question. Oh, I didn't know she was married. I thought she was free and single her whole entire life. Which Spanish announcer was Wendy Richter married to? Jose Luis Rivera. No, Hugo Savanovich. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, think, I think Hugo did well as well. To get uh, the one of the hottest yeah. women of the eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done, Hugo. What? They're not married so much anymore. Knowledge getting dropped on me today. Well, we'll, 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 we'll do this. I... We're going to prep for next month's quiz. So I'm going to drop question bombs. There we on go. You. There we go. That's it. <laughs> Marriage related question bombs. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's been a it's been a uh, reasonably busy weekend, Charlie. There are some headlines. Uh, that I feel like it, uh, we definitely need to cover top of the show. Uh, the biggest thing for me is uh, the Greg Valentine Wrestling Trader exclusive. Now, that will be going up for pre-order via Wrestling Trader, and I, I'm assuming on Chella's website as well, but Wrestling Trader is a UK store, isn't it? So it'll probably just be... It from- is, yeah. I think that they are just handling that, honestly. I think that they are. Maybe somebody will be doing these stateside stuff. I'm not sure, but Yep. wrestlingtrader.co.uk i'm on their instagram right now so yeah they are a uk-based website and when is the uh pre-order up for it is i believe I it's the 22nd it's of july. july 22nd friday july 22nd the pre-order is up i'm telling you july july the 4th you've got your series two of the official wrestling megastar line uh haku tangaloa bwo and then and haku a major gap in the uh the original style of this figure's line and talk about a gap in the line this greg valentine rock and roll style greg valentine um it's perfect i mean it it blows the original away in every way that's it like a dream come true but turned up a notch because it's even better than the prototype that we all know about so so nice i'm looking at the picture right now like the kit, the details that they've done on the back insane so they've blown us away and i'm trying to see if those glasses are like semi-removable or not and they kind of look it from the back but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna speculate it looks 
absolutely amazing. Well, I think the artwork that came out, the glasses um, were on on the artwork. So I'm guessing because right. it's all... The, the jacket's obviously not removable, which is not, right, a, com- exactly. not a complaint from me because that's just no, the no. style of that figure. Um, mm-hmm. And it also leaves, you never know, it leaves the door open for maybe another, who knows? I mean, you know, we've heard nothing right. about that. But, um, no, no. And, but the thing is, though, if you're going to pay homage homage to the original uh, that was mm-hmm. never released, you've got to have the non-removable jacket. And uh, it would be weird for there to be cloth accessories, I think, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I see some retro figures from other companies that have too many points of articulation and stuff, and it takes away from it. It's not a retro anymore. It's just it's getting too far removed from the original product to make it nostalgic. So I'm kind of hoping the glasses aren't removable, but I mean, just the detail involved is incredible. And being a wrestling trader exclusive as well, and we haven't seen mocks yet, but I'm assuming it's it may be an interesting, unique box, uh, unique artwork on the, uh, like the Gangrel, like the uh, UK Dynamite Kid exclusive. Uh, I'm expecting something fun from this. That's yeah, yeah, because the, the Al Snow one is crazy. The artwork, yes. there's three different packages, and so hmm, guitar themed carding, maybe. Who knows? Ooh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? I mean, this is the thing. The, the thing that I'd always heard, and and please don't write me letters if this isn't true. But uh, the original unreleased version of this, you, you've only ever seen it from the front because the people who own the one or two that are out there, they don't want to show the back of it because then it would be easy to three D print and make their own. Uh-huh. That's the thing that I'd heard. Um, mm. But fear not, no detail has been left uh untouched on this jacket all the colors of the musical notes are there um i love that only the lonely is uh on the back of his trunks as well that was roy orbison wasn't it yes it was i've been singing that ever since it came out yeah i was literally singing that in the shower before this podcast because of this silly instagram post i've been singing that yeah you remember the 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 eagle on the back the amount of detail in that is insane yeah, it looks it looks incredible. Um, and obviously the guitar as well. We cannot mm-hmm. forget the guitar and grippable hands for him to hold the guitar and also whack it over Bushwacker's head and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> do, do you remember WrestleMania six before they came out to do honka 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 honky love? And uh, <laughs> Sean Mooney goes up to was it Mary Tyler Moore in the front row? Yeah, no, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, was, yeah. And she did yeah. not look like she wanted to be there or know anything she that was going on. Or I had no idea what was going on. Not a clue. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sean Mooney had to lead her along these questions, like fish hook in the mouth, you know. And um, he was like, so Honky Tonk Man, people have said that he looks like Elvis. And she was like, sure, why not? <laughs> because she had no other answer in mind um sean mooney said you know so who does greg valentine remind you of and she was like elvis like because she had no other answer and sean mooney corrected and says well i think he looks a bit more like roy orbison which he actually really does with the glasses and the hair (laughs) but oh good stuff i loved that performance i mean it really um it was bad because it was out of time it was out of tune um, to be fair, though, in that big uh, arena, the Sky Dome, which I'm assuming you've been to a few shows in. Oh yes, oh like, yes, yeah, oh yes. Um, Hogan and the Rock at WrestleMania, uh, yeah, WrestleMania at the Sky Dome. That was insane, mm-hmm. and I was there. 
Well, it's such a big uh, room that you probably it's, they probably couldn't hear themselves. Yeah. Any monitors probably weren't a thing back then, so they were really out of time. And um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. And um, oh, I was going to say something, but it would have given away future guest and signing, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing to do. I swear it's nothing to do with honker, honker, honky love or the bushwhackers. It's not. But I was going to, because people will be, you know what people are like. Um, But anyway, so uh, we'll get off of that as uh, smoothly as possible. Um, So uh, teeny toy team, uh, teeny tiny toy team. Tiny toy team. (laughs) Giving away a gangrel figure from Wrestling Trader. And uh, the closing date for that is this friday so you've got to get in on that now i don't really know how you oh each tag is an additional entry so tag as many friends as possible tag people who don't want a wrestling figure because then they'll give it to you exactly you don't want to tag friends who do want a wrestling figure come on no because then you're not you're not getting it see you you've got it you've got all the angles covered (laughs) we didn't win the quiz but we we will win the teeny tiny toy team yeah, if we win it, um, there, there might be it might be deemed a bit of a fix at that point. If oh, I put my win, name in it. I, yeah, I did put my name in it. I uh, don't know who I tagged. Maybe you. No, you didn't tag me. Thank you. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> I tagged somebody. Yeah, um, I tagged. Maybe I tagged random people. I've already done here. You're <laughs> just too random. I don't even know who they are. So tag never gang- actually figure. tag Gangrel. See what would happen. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Um, <laughs> So the big news, um, I guess this week, the big reveal uh, is uh, the Col Cabana uh, wrestling megastars figure, which is which is a pretty big deal. Um, and it was re- it was revealed at uh, uh, Cardona's and Myers toy reveal evening. Um, yeah, um, yeah, their, their live show in Baltimore. Yeah, they showed yeah. they showed things from a few different lines, uh, but I've got to say the uh, the Col Cabana. It's got new parts, uh, again, facially, attire-wise. It seems like the type of thing to me, Cole Cabana being around our age-ish, you know, someone who probably collected figures. He probably had such a hand in this, and um, it's not like there are a lot of Cole Cabana figures out there, if any. Maybe there There's was a seven one, really, really rotten one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was kind of excited because he's always he was in OVW with us and stuff, and he's always a nice guy. And I'm pretty sure he is into the toy game, so this is probably exciting him. But I remember seeing his toys, like, oh, he must be proud of that. And I looked at the toys, like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> uh, not that we're here to dishonor the wrestling toy companies, of course. No. Um, so yeah, I mean, for those who haven't seen it, uh, he's got his big open you know, cheesy grin. Well, not a grin, more like an open mouth smile. Uh, like he's happy to be here. And he's also slightly surprised that he's here. Um, he's got the thumb up uh, in the style of uh, Jim Duggan. Is, yeah. Later, later appropriated to Berserker, which never made any sense in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I've got to stop saying in the style of old figures as well. This is Colcabana's signature uh pose so uh his elbow pad is there um his red elbow pad um and he has a, a really good stance like a another old school figure that i won't mention <clears throat> um but you, you you know it if you look at it it's uh, it lo- works pretty well uh for that kind of thing good for spinning heel kicks and drop kicks i found that stance um missile drop kicks and stuff like that as well because you have to control them if you used a jumpy 
I never used the action of a jumpy. Um, That's ever. it, exactly. Now, even even when I was just a wee little lad, I didn't think the jumpers were my thing. They just didn't look right, and their belly like hung over the legs, and it wasn't my thing. So, but this Cole Cabana, it's like blowing up the internet. I see nothing but positive reviews because I'm always lurking on these forums and message boards and stuff like a little creeper, like the wrestling figure creeper I am. And uh, yeah, the internet has nothing but positive stuff to say about the Colt Cabana reveal. I love it too. It, it looks it looks awesome. And the thumbs up matches his thumbs up because I'm looking at reference photos of him and he's always got that thumbs up. So mm-hmm. all, all new parts, all parts that are made specifically for this figure. So we are in for a treat. And again, Tippy uh, just knocks it out of the park, and we will be because uh, we are aware of the, uh, the the controversy with Tippy. Uh, not nothing that he's done, but uh, we're going to get him on for his side of uh, several arguments. <laughs> he might have, he might not be bothered by the time we get him on, and I think he's I not. No, he doesn't strike me like the type that like gets annoyed over things. But he did on this uh, particular uh, chat thread. Did you find it or? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna search it now. But I'm sure by the time he's on the podcast, he'll be over it and he'll be like, ah, it's nothing. Then we won't yeah, get that juicy gossip. <laughs> Let's call him now. Let's see. Do you have his number? Let's call him right now. <laughs> and don't know how to get him on the. I'll send him a message. I'll send him a message while we're on it. But the thing <laughs> is, like all all I know is that uh, the two toy companies, Chella and uh, and the uh, the German toy company, are working in cooperation with each other, and uh, I think. I'm okay with that. More of that, you know. Why do yeah. we all have to be fighting? Make love, not war, and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, exactly. So uh, we'll be, we'll definitely be getting Tippy on um, very soon. Uh, also, um, just a few things that have happened in, I guess, my world, um, in your world over the past week. Uh, I've interviewed Rob Bartlett for my other podcast, Turn Chuckle. Um, that is so cool, and I'm very, very jealous. <laughs> it was it. I, look, I've interviewed, I've been lucky enough to interview world champions, WrestleMania main eventers, etc. People like Rob Bartlett and Todd Pettengill, are, they're the ones that blow my mind. Um, mm-hmm. that, and I get to show them how appreciative I have of them because they don't feel that like they were even not, they don't feel that their input was that important and they don't feel necessarily uh relevant now sort of thing so it really pleasantly surprises them when i'm like well you know that four years of your life or you know that 15 weeks of your life that that is like ingrained into my soul um exactly Exactly. it's part of my psyche every day all uh, i'm doing is reliving monday night raw (laughs) monday night raw from 30 years ago mm -hmm. so yeah we we go we definitely go over an hour, um, probably about an hour and a half, maybe. But turns out as well that we're in exactly the same kind of music. So he was wearing a cheap trick T-shirt. So we immediately started talking about bands like Jellyfish that no one's heard of really in the grand scheme of things. And um, he had some Jellyfish stories. And I was like, right, OK, because I've got a YouTube channel for the band Jellyfish because I, I work with them, etc. And I'll not bore you about who Jellyfish are, but... Um, he's going to come on and we're going to have a chat just about music in Jellyfish, um, which is about as niche as it gets. I'm getting this guy who was on WWF television for three months to talk about one of the most niche bands in the world. Um, but again, if the podcasts weren't made for things like that, then what were they made for, basically? So, That's it. Yeah. But being like, uh, you know, being like me and your brain is just ingrained with that 
that I don't know that era of wrestling and that being so big to you. How crazy is like the universe and the world that you are at this point in your life just chatting with them, you know, where you've watched them for hours and hours. Now it's like it just makes the world such a crazy place. That's like when I see, you know, figures of myself and that's all I wanted my entire life and I didn't stop thinking about it. Now there's like multitudes of that. I'm like, the world is so bizarre. Yeah, it's just really cool. But that's that's one of those things. I'm like, that's that's cool. Just for everybody. It's if you think about something long enough, it happens. There you are. It's great, basically on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Well it's I crazy. Think, though, yeah. Wrestling, I mean, you know, because with social media, because people have the means to be able to have a podcast or to now start a toy company, etc. You know, it's it's very inclusive, but at the same time, n- not everyone is involved. And you know, we I think I, I put it out there. I, I work hard for to get these interviews and um, mm-hmm. the things that we both do for Chella and, you know, w- we do a lot and we work hard and we show our support and stuff like that. And those things do get rewarded, I find. And obviously your years in wrestling generally, um, you know, I think it's only fair that it should pay off in about 800 Joey <laughs> variants. <laughs> just a hair under 800 different variants yeah. i'm not i'm not there yet i mean my my cello figure would be um what would it be i'd be holding a kind of lucas aid probably um <laughs> that'd be the accessory um a, a microphone obviously some headphones oh yeah yeah Head, um, headset microphone lucas aid yeah and, and i've said that they've already made um i think i was being unfair with the uh the giant the giant haystacks <laughs> Also, but I think Blue Meanie, you know, and uh, with with I said it didn't I with Stevie Richards cut off shorts, um, so you know, reasonably skinny (laughs) legs, but with a big overhanging gut, and um, and that face just me, just like you know, looking thrilled to be anywhere, uh, and yeah, then well, well, uh, what color card would I have? I think my favorite was all if I had to choose, maybe the red card because I've just got f- such fond memories of that set, getting it and yeah. finding them in stores. I mean, red, yellow and purple were kind of like, you know, the, the sets for me. Cause I mean, the first figures I ever saw were, I mean, the first figures I ever got, and I'm going to ask you this as well. Uh, WCW ring was the first thing I ever got in wrestling. And it came over Rick Flair and Arn Anderson, but also came with, an undertaker and the second big boss man. Um, mm-hmm. And I didn't know what wrestling was, you know, I just randomly. And I've got a photograph of that as well. So yeah, I'll have to show you that photograph. I was six years old. Um, so just 30 years this year, which is crazy. So what were your first wrestling figures? My brother is older than me. So we had, he got LJN ones. We had the official like rubber LJN ones and the ring and everything. And I remember very clearly, we used to have Royal Rumbles where you would each like me and my two brothers would each grab one guy and stretch the ropes as far as you can and then let go and then bash them into each other and see what happened. <laughs> and it was, I think it was the King Kong Bundy went through the window, literally broke the window. So we fired <laughs> Ash the window with King Kong Monday. It was an amazing time. And then, you know, it just kept going from there. But yeah, we had a ton of those. And we had a giant, you know, the huge, I don't know whether it was 14 inch Hulk Hogan or whatever. They made a Hulk Hogan and a Roddy Piper. Yeah. Uh, I got the Hogan one for Christmas. And I brought it to a school. We had a school function where all the girls brought these dolls and you'd put a quarter in the jar for, for charity. And whoever had the most quarters won. So all these girls had like, 
My Little Ponies and Care Bears and I rock up the only boy with Hulk Hogan and we did it baby we won we won yes. the quiz <laughs> I won, I won a, a Care Bear quilt so it was definitely geared towards a girl winning but hey I still took the quilt still sitting proudly at my mom's house somewhere but yeah uh, I still have that Hogan too I, I took a picture with it re- relatively recently it's on my Instagram I'm sure or it's on my phone or something but yeah the, the Hogan that won it all that Hogan and Piper always seem to you see it on like pay-per-view events, even years after it was released. There's always someone in the crowd holding it. Yeah, um, yeah. For the Hogan or the Piper. Even going into the WCW days, there'd still be someone holding like that Hulk Hogan uh, figure. I mean, those were things like that I don't think ever came out over here. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have been old enough to know about it. Yeah, it came out extremely briefly in Canada. Like Canada was really, it was really hard to get anything in Canada, but it actually did come out because I remember seeing it once but saying oh my god i want them for christmas and then it actually showed up at christmas i'm like yay but i've never seen it again after that and i've never seen the piper in my life That's yeah canada cool. wasn't amazing for figures so when it came to the hasbro days we had to cross the border to buffalo new york and just go to this flea market where we would just sell our soul for yellow cards and green cards and i don't even think i've ever had a red card because canada didn't get it we got the first set because we had we had for the hasbros we had the first set um but then it it just pittered out. Like Canada was not great at getting stuff, probably because they had to do French and English on the cards. Like there's rules in Canada to do that. Mm-hmm. So the, it kind of pittered out with that. So we had to cross the border and get our American stuff, look around at KB Toys and search the shelves, the Toys R Us. And oh, like I said, eventually so sell our soul at the flea market and be like, I'll give you anything. Just give me Ludwig Borga. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like with the yellow cards, um, I, I definitely got Owen Hart brand new. Um, I got Shawn Michaels brand new. Uh, oh, who else was in that? I got Kamala brand new, definitely, because I got that on my yeah. eighth birthday with SummerSlam '93. I definitely remember that. Um, and but the nails we had there's a there was a flea market near us uh, in a town called Chesley Street, which you, you may not know. And there was one guy who had just so many loose figures. And that's where I got like nails and Ric Flair and Tito Santana and um, Repo Man. All those never found Jim Neidhart, never found Crush Demolition and never found uh, Dusty. Those were the three that I could never find anywhere. I had one friend, like three different friends that had those figures each. And I was just yeah. never able to get my hands on them. But um, I was never able to steal them from them. That's the, you know, that's cool. this me. day, the one that has eluded me is red card Bret Hart. Oh. Still, I do not have it. And it just costs, it costs a silly amount of money. So oh, one day, one day he'll be mine. But yeah, the, the closest I've ever seen is one of the guys who trained with us in Calgary was so much like us, uh, Matt Sharp. And he had one, he had like all the Bret Hart stuff because he trained in Calgary with us. And I just remember just looking at it and staring at it, holding it in my hands. Like, oh, <laughs> that's it. I've never to this day had it. Yeah. One day. There was a shop called uh, John Mendes's, which I'm sure you probably don't know. And they were the only place that had the red cards that I saw. And that was Bam Bam and Yokozuna. And I nearly died when, I mean, it must have been 94, even maybe into 95 by the time Mm -hmm. John Mendes got them. Um, Probably 94. Uh, And I don't think I got, I remember getting Luger for a birthday. And I I mean, I have Brett, so I must have got it on card, but I don't particularly remember getting that one but i think i'm probably left brett until later on only because i had the other brett and i was kind of not as right gotta have mm-hmm. different types of brett so the the blue mr perfect until i saw that for real cheap 
which is insane now. And I remember my dad got me that. Um, I mean, the rockers, I, I probably didn't get the, we at Tesco had those in and they didn't yeah. get those in until 95 when I saw them and which is insane. Um, yeah. But they were just, they must've been in the warehouse or in the stock room for years. And then they finally decided to put them out there and just, it was the rockers, LOD bushwhackers and, um maybe one of a team i can't remember not demolition tell you that i mean when my friend um i didn't even know that demolition came that i knew there was a two-pack of smash and crush i didn't know they came with masks until my friend just randomly had them in a box and again i died when i saw them and he was very nice to give me the crush and the uh both helmets maybe oh, that's it. this is when nothing was worth anything i mean i know crush was always worth yeah. something but yeah. it, you know it just wasn't the same um literally that's a good like segue while you're saying that i still i remember that flea market i'd go to all the time i say it's closed now i drove by it last time i was in buffalo new york super flea flea market i remember when stuff wasn't worth anything i picked up a dusty roads for like a dollar fifty and a one two three kid for three dollars and i knew the one two three kid was worth more than that just because we tried hunting it down i saw it in this this bucket and i'm like how much is that it's like three dollars i'm like yep i'll take it it's like oh so i have that sitting sexy monkeys got them in baltimore i'm telling him to bust them out it's like i want my one to three kid back so he's looking through tubs of wrestlers now for it but yeah three dollars and then the dusty roads it had a couple scratches on it but for like a dollar fifty even i knew like even then it, i knew it should have been worth more than that so i snatched that up quick mm. yeah the, the only the first time i ever saw dusty i worked in a wrestling store and uh he had the drawer where the till was i just pulled up the drawer and there were three loose dusty roads there and one of them was the yellow boots um oh yeah 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 variant. Yep. and yep. It, you know i luckily because this is who I, I mean i got when when the store eventually closed I, I got tons of stuff from him for a reasonably cheap price and that no holds barred banner i got that from him um oh, nice. after begging him for years um but the, the one thing that i regret because i ruined it because i didn't take care of shit back then i got a randy savage boot cover from him and this was when savage was auctioning yeah. everything off so it has like this sort of authenticity stuck to the back of the frame. And this, to my eternal regret, it came in a frame, but the glass wasn't there. Um, right. And this was, I've never saw him wore this boot cover before. He must have only worn it either on house shows or when he host, hosted Mania, because it was one, do you know by like 94, 93, when he was wearing the, the flappy boot covers with the glitter? Uh -huh. um, he kind of moved over to glitter a lot in 93 from sequins. Um, we're getting really... Uh, <laughs> I can say it because I am, but we're getting really gay now. So we're getting on to glitter. Um, so, yeah, it was a black. I'll show you a picture of it. It's black. Yeah. And it's got stars on it. And it's like prismatic glitter. It's not just silver. Yeah. Because uh, he would only ever use prismatic glitter because he's Randy Savage. Of course. Yeah. He's Randy Savage. Um, yeah. And uh, it had the unbelievable sign on it. Um, nice. And I, so that's the only really the type. Because do, do you remember when you had a mania? outfit he had a mania jacket as in the green saturday yeah. morning mania and he had the hat and the boots and everything he did wear that for some shows um mm -hmm. the black for him is actually pretty plain um so i don't know when and where he wore it but who knows because that's the thing though you see pictures of wrestlers wearing prototypes of what never came out like british bulldog right. there's there are pictures of him when he was getting his new gear for 91 on when he returned to wwf and he had a bandana um, to start with and obviously the bandana never made it to tv um so mm -hmm. there's probably lots of unseen stuff out there like 
the Razor Ramon long long tights. I've just seen that recently. He had like one untelevised match against Tito Santana. He's wearing full legged tights, and it's just the most bizarre thing to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and the, and the thing is, as well, with this podcast, obviously, we want to talk about Chella as much as possible, but we are going to talk. We're going to talk about other lines in their own context because screw it. Like if it's old lines, because. We've got to yeah. have something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Until we get the juicy gossip. Yeah, Everybody else is getting, getting the gossip before us. So. That's true. Um, so yeah. when you look at those figures, I mean, out of all of them, do you have a favorite attire that was used on a figure um, with that original style? I'll tell I you mine. I've got a soft spot for the Shawn Michaels because Which one? I was all- on HBK, the yellow card, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. The blue card's cool, but the yellow card is more like how he was on TV. But that Brett that I've never gotten, it just looks so cool. Cause, and he's so tan too, because the first Brett was pale. Even like then I was like, why is he pale? I know he's Canadian, but he shouldn't be this pale. And then they made up for it with the red card. He's got that like crazy orange hot dog tan mm-hmm. and pink just pops on it. I think also that blue perfect you got too, though, is so nice. I just recently got that one. Like I've never found that ever. And then I got a beat up one for a pretty decent deal like three months ago or something like it's that reason that it finally got that perfect it's just something i always wanted i think they should have capitalized i was gonna say i think they should have capitalized more on repaints because i mean there weren't many and there were so many options for repaints back then and maybe even exclusives you know i know there were uh, mailaways etc and the only really really different one was the hogan with the red tights um Mm -hmm. but yeah i just think that they could have there could have there, there was potential to do a lot more repaints and i i look I, and I'm, i know i'm talking to you yeah i've never had a problem with repaints because to me <laughs> if it's retrospective then every attire is kind of it's got its place to me um right. and the only thing that I, I guess with certain let's say iron chic or something like that when they do them in green a blue and orange and red they're all from exactly the same era so like you know and i put it when i display stuff i display it kind of chronologically so i'm not going to have really four iron chics i'll have a tights one and then i'll have the long cut off pants um right. but i wouldn't really have like four iron chics next to each other because that's a bit much for me but I, I like it when the you know the amount of jakes that they've done and stuff like that jake jake had so many cool attires I, I don't mind them doing lots of jakes to be honest you know and then the joey variants you know they're, they're all from different periods no well they are they're well, all from they, different they, periods they so, are literally you know. from different periods in my yeah career yeah brett was great at making pink and black into like 800 different pairs of tights he always had a different pair of tights with like the same three colors except the one time he popped like some orange in there and the world went crazy. <laughs> he said he didn't like that. I'm like, well, why did he go for it then? I mean, you know. Yeah. It, 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 I know it's kind of weird, but it reminded me of, um, do you know, like custard creams and chocolate bour- bourbons and stuff like that? Well, they did a custard cream with like an orange cream. Um, so like this kind of, you know, and that's, I know it's mental that I'm just comparing <laughs> ring attires to food, but uh, that's kind of what that reminded me of. And you only wore it once, yeah. You know, yeah, maybe that's what Brett didn't like it. Maybe too many people were saying, you look like a cream. <laughs> and he's like, never again. So, yeah, favorite attire for me, because um, we do go off. Um, I've always liked the, and I know this is a simple one, but I've always liked the Macho King gear in the purple. Um, in the purple? Yeah. With, with the crown and the scepter. And uh, it has been done since, but the newer versions of that 
that particular company, in my opinion, never gets the shade of purple right. I'm telling you, look at every right. figure they've done in purple. They never get it right. Um, so, yeah, I, I do love that one a lot. And the, the figure I've always wanted is uh, when Randy Savage uh, – and Randy's getting a bone crusher. Come on, Charles. I want you to listen to this. So, um, see, we can stay on topic. Um, when he had the rematch against Jim Duggan in Madison Square Garden for the crown, mm-hmm. Randy Savage had white – uh, trunks with purple on the back instead it was inverted um and i've, I've for whatever reason i've always loved that color combination so i'm hoping at some point uh that attire does get me i know there's there are attires like summer Slam 89 which is being screamed out for which is like the white with uh, i think it's black uh the black randy savage written on the back and stuff like that and he came with that silver cape with the black sunglasses and you've seen it um yeah there's a famous photograph of him on the ropes and it was used on the DVD cover and stuff like that. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty legendary one, but if it was me, I would, I, I love that purple Randy Savage. That's always been my favorite. And I, again, I love the hot dog tan as well, which is sorely okay. lacking on, on the cowboy hat fringe. Yeah. one. He's missing his tan by that point. Even when you're saying, saying the mail aways, the mail away Hogan is the palest. Hogan has never been a fail. <laughs> ever so it's like it's like not desirable to me and i'm like a hulkamaniac but that one is not desirable to me because that does not look like hulk hogan it looks like the old men you see that you know make themselves look like hulk hogan on purpose to see if they get noticed like you know <laughs> it's crazy though because the the bear hug one he's got the tan the gorilla press yeah. no tan uh the, the the huge one with the the arms the muscle pose arms he has a tan uh but the the jake the snake uh pulley arm no tan so they can't make the mind up, you know. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the beauty of those retro figures back in the day was that I, I keep saying this to even Charles, who runs Cello, the perfect mix of highly detailed but yet cartoonish as well. So even on that, like that Macho King, there were lines painted on the, the shades and it had the decals right on the butt, and it wasn't too basic. It was a basic figure, but yet it was so. Even the sculpting was really, really detailed. So they always walked this fine line, which I give kudos to Cella for, like, you know, representing that in some way because it seems like it's really, really hard to pull off such a delicate balance. It is. I mean, the the um, but again, though, because I guess it could be said that the, the Greg Valentine maybe shouldn't have had molded uh, details, but the original Greg Valentine did have molded details as well. Um, so again, it is paying homage homage to that, and uh, you know it is twenty twenty two as well. You don't want to make it look so basic that it's going to put people off as well. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and there are things that would be considered probably a crime if um, you know if they were not included on a on a figure from Cella. I mean, we're not expecting the uh, the multicolored rhinestones to be in the musical notes for the price, unless you're prepared to pay yeah. like fifty dollars per. Uh, at least $50 per Greg Valentine figure. Um, exactly. Probably much more than that. I, 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 I love the idea, though. Like, Because another company talked about this when I'm making a junkyard dog figure. They were like, well, we looked at our inventory and we just had miles of chain. So we were able to make a chain accessory for a junkyard dog. I just like the idea that there's just <laughs> mounds of glitter and fabrics and just... <laughs> You know, um, it, it seems weird. To, like, I always love it when, like, an accessory comes with a figure um, that is 
blatantly from another toy line as well. And uh, they, they just <laughs> found, like they did a Tory Wilson one time, and I think it came with a little dog, and I'm just like, there's no the way dog. they made that dog. That yeah. definitely came from like a yeah. Polly Pocket or something like that, or, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, de- I definitely ha- <clears throat> had that figure. And like you said, that dog was just something sitting around the factory in China, or like, can we use that mold? And they're like, sure. Let her have a dog. I'd be, I think they had to give it the dog just because of how that face looked on the Tory figure. Remember? Remember how <laughs> yes. bad that was? Good Lord. <laughs> there was two versions of that figure as well. There was one with a dog, and I think there was one with a chair. Um, so maybe they didn't get the dog immediately or something like that, or they only had so many dogs. <laughs> then I definitely had the chair, and I have a whole tub of like random things that came with those figures lamps and cd racks and chairs and shovels so many shovels so many shovels for no reason <laughs> what do i have i have a beat up i have a beat up couch i have like this office set up that i still have because it's pretty cool it's like i got to put my joey toys on there one day it's like a sofa and a chair and a plant or something like that it was like yeah you remember around the uh the wrestlemania 2000 uh, accessory packs when they did just like a beat up mattress as an accessory. Yes, yes. <laughs> Literally, that's probably the only thing I don't have is that pea stained mattress. Do you have the dog kennel? <laughs> do you have the dog kennel with the dog? Oh, do I? I think I had, I like bought everything then, like literally anything, anything except septic, that pea stained mattress. Slime. Remember that? Yeah, I have a big dumpster that they had too there's a dumpster set it's a big orange the dumpster, dumpster was cool though because that was used on tv mm-hmm. i'm kind of more swayed towards accessories that we use on tv not cd racks and uh, tires and, yeah uh, i had a dirty like a filthy leather recliner and it had like a wwe magazine on the side of it but it was like all ripped up it's like just give me a recliner it doesn't have to be so beat up because i would be more interested in like a nice recliner for my figures nothing with all these holes in it everything had to be like battle damaged <laughs> it's like Mm-hmm. Just give me a recliner. Yeah, and it has yeah the rock on WWE magazine on the on the Tr- side of this. Amazing. I'm trying to think what the weirdest ex- the, the mattress has to be up there because you can't really use it as a weapon if you were fighting yeah, someone. That, that was would, a yeah. set. They sold that as a set. You had to go out of your way to get that mattress. <laughs> when things were hot, it's when they were doing wrestlers <laughs> in space, and you know, yeah, all oh yeah. I'm, Sure, they had a toilet too. I'm sure I have a toilet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I have a toilet. Oh, there, was a, the there, TV, was a, there was a TV. There was a TV. There was a TV. There was all with the rubber, the rubber screen on the TV. Rubber so screen. Yeah, Xbox came with a big TV. You could put their heads through. Yeah. The and mop and the screen. janitor's bucket came with a Stephanie McMahon figure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Which, of course. I, mean, I don't think you'd get away with that now, to be honest, on any so, level. Um, but, so worth the money it takes to make that and mold it and paint it. And, um, <laughs> Sometimes the detail in the accessories was better than the figure itself. Do you remember the laptop, the exploding laptop that came yeah, with like every that still. deluxe yeah. figure that came out? Um, yeah. Carlito came with the exploding apple barrel. <laughs> the apple barrel, yes. I always loved the casket that came with Undertaker with the the, yep. the thing on the end, the so purple, you flip out of the cast. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, it I've didn't come with the purple lining, just like a nice purple casket. I still have the stuff that was really cool. I still have. So, you know I'm sure t- I still have all of it. It's just finding it. Yeah. They did a red version of that. I don't know if you remember that. 
did they? I definitely have the purple one because I've seen it recently. Like every time we go home to Canada, there's just just so many random toys laying around my mom's house because she's smart enough not to throw them away. So I'll notice. I, I <laughs> incriminate my. Well, I think I incriminate myself on every single podcast that I do, but um, I never had the casket because it just never came out over here until right. around like 2008. It was the height of the company that was making figures at the time, and they did a Undertaker ring with different accessories a tombstone a shovel etc but it came even though bcas weren't being done at that time it came with a bca casket and i was like oh this is my chance to get a bca casket for really cheap um so i bought it and took the casket out and then sent it back and said that it didn't come with a casket (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't get me argos Uh, yeah i don't think argos are gonna be listening Fine. I'm going to tip them off. Cops will be there. <laughs> Five Ooh. minutes. I still have it as well. I use it for, um, oh God, it was those, is this Slam Crate or something? No one they did those weird figures of like Undertaker and Jericho and Rock and they'd have like a skinny waist. Mm-hmm. It was from about like four years ago or something like that. And the Undertaker yeah. comes with his mask, which was a huge selling point for me. And he, it looks pretty cool. It just looks comic book type, but it fits in that casket perfectly. Um, so that's the little setup that I have for that at the moment. But, uh, yeah, what, what have you been buying recently, wrestling wise, outside of Chella's wonderful products that everyone should buy? All my money goes on Chella's. That's that's <laughs> I think I think that's it. All my money goes on Chella's. What is the last thing I bought? Just pre ordered stuff. I think I pre ordered Gangrel because that's one I realized I didn't have yet. I'm like, oh, I need Gangrel because it looks awesome, but that fear of missing out, like you forget. So I just panic bought it. I'm pretty sure I didn't buy it already. I'm not at that level <laughs> yet. I see so many people. I see so many people like online. It's like, oh, I didn't realize I already ordered that. Now I've got two. Now I've got three. So well, things are definitely moving forward in the world of chat. I mean, we talked about this last time because everyone's like, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? And we're starting to see. We are seeing progress. And you know, again, Chella, small company, things take time. Um, but. Uh, you know, I think things are moving forward and Chella did put it out there that staff will be appointed for um, inquiries and stuff like that. And um, yeah, Chella are doing what they need to do to grow as a company. And uh, yeah, I would say hang in, hang in there. And uh, when you get the product in hand, it'll be entirely worth it. Um, I think because they do such good work, people don't realize it's such a small company because this stuff looks so good. People think it's this, huge corporation i think they think it's a huge building and a huge you know factory and they will be one day but they are they're like they're starting off small right now and i don't think people would believe it if we told them yeah like you know that they are an upstart company still because they just do such good work and such they're, they're revealing stuff all the time so yes well, that's the thing them. that's the thing as well i mean you you, you have to make a splash i think in they're not signing names for the sake of it or anything like that but i think you have to really make a a statement with the names that you were signing and there are a lot of names and there have been a lot of announcements and if you notice as well you know the the announcement on the announcements aren't as uh regular but that's you know they're catching up with the things that are out there and things aren't up for pre-order yet and this is partly why i uh, you know strive to hopefully do interviews with uh wrestlers and I'll, I'll be filling you in on a couple of those that are coming up um you know and it helps with the promotion and ideally it helps keep it in people's minds but also i mean the the, the extended cello team of uh figure collections and wrestling trader and um you know the other companies that are out there um you know so they're all 
putting the time in as well and you know spreading the word on their end as well so uh you know we we are definitely and i know cello is very thankful um for that as well and uh yeah like i say just uh, your your support will be rewarded with really great figures and i mean look at the haku on card i cannot wait for that it's gonna look so good but that's it. They go from strength to strength. Like each figure looks better than the last for sure. And like you said, I'm like, I'm right in there with everybody else. hundred percent. I'm like Mr. Cello promoter number one. And like when there's a lull in them announcing stuff, you can kind of sense that it's probably because they're packaging stuff and stuff will be showing up at your door. Cause that email that we got a couple of weeks ago about stuff getting shipped their way. I bet that they're packing that stuff up or preparing to ship something. So they'll have a nice little, you know, the batches will be getting sent to your door and then soon enough, there'll be more reveals, but it's just exciting. It's just, you don't know what's coming next. I really don't know what's coming next because we're out of the loop. Currently. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we do get told stuff. We do get told stuff, but uh, we get told it so far in advance that we can't say anything about it. And um, you know, like we, we know some amazing True. stuff. True. Oh. That's it. The stuff that we're sitting on is like, <sighs> mind-boggling yeah dreams will come true um let's put it that way as gabrielle once said i think uh, <laughs> dreams did, was gabrielle big in canada yeah i know what oh, okay. talking about. yeah yeah <laughs> have they ever made a figure with an eye patch yet um i guess ray maybe since he had his eye taken out, but... yeah yeah but they never made a jean-pierre lafitte when he was a pirate they never did no, no. He's he's PC PCO. Oh, I just realized that like the other day. I'm like, what? Whoa. You didn't know? Yeah, that. I didn't know that till like the other day, and now I was like, that's why every I kept staring at that picture. I was like, who is this guy? Why is this? Why is it something sparking in my brain? He's like, yeah, scary for himself. He really has scariest wrestler I've ever met, and this was pre PCO. Um, it was a show. I think I might have told you about this, but it was uh, nearby in like 2008, and it was. I don't think it was Brian Dixon. It may not have been. I could be wrong on that, but it was um, Gangrel was there. Uh, American Dragon was there. Pierre was there and uh, Rene Dupree. They were like the four big names. And uh, Danielson wouldn't sign anything that was Danielson because he didn't want to spoil it for the kids which I found quite nice. Um, oh, really? And he did the amazing, the, the ropes were so low at the uh oh, hanging so low at the show and it was on a state like in a theater so it was all one-sided audience that he went for a 619 just because he's wearing a mask you know and yeah. uh the ropes are so low that he completely he went round and went completely over him and missed him <laughs> and the wrestler didn't even move and he was just like well i don't know what to do now um, <laughs> um and gangrel was great. this was around the time when gangrel was setting up what a wrestling porn company or something like that like that never really gets talked about anymore does it um <laughs> no. good old wrestling porn company <laughs> i know there was naked women's wrestling league because ron hutchison who's trained edge and christian and trish stratus used to be in charge of not be in charge of it. he was like the head trainer for it i've never seen any of the product but i just know it existed and carmen electra hosted it actually carmen electra from Baywatch fame, I believe. That sounds wonderful. We we know of wrestlers that have done. I think they call custom matches and uh, those warehouse yeah. matches. Did you ever get asked to do any of that? Or I did. You if you I, say I, yes, I, though, everyone's going to Google it and try. And find I, it. No, I, I turned I turned down the 
the real creepy ones. Yeah, yeah. I turned down the real creepy ones. I refereed the respectable ones from Slam and Ladies. You can you can Google it because there's nothing scummy about it. And like I just showed up on my Instagram today. I was tagged in it. Joey Knight, the referee with Jesse McKay, who was part of um the Iconics. Okay. What's their what was their name in Impact oh, Billy, Billy... the Inspiration? So, or oh, yeah, yeah, know. yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but they're lovely human beings. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of like super famous people actually that do it, but they don't do the, the this is like not the scummy ones. And Angel Williams was always there and April Hunter was there, but it wasn't like the the dirty ones. I didn't bother doing those <laughs> ones. <laughs> My pride is worth more than your money. Yeah. And I know a former WWE champion that uh, definitely did a few. Not that I searched for the photographs or anything, but um, he's, he's wearing like loose. <laughs> there, there was like a well-known one and especially when we lived in kentucky doing ovw there were the boys that would uh take trips there and do it and like, trying to mind the there. name I'm trying to mind the but... name i'm wondering if i could write it down um <laughs> um okay we'll talk about that after the thing text <laughs> me the name later yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah there was one that was like shady and i wouldn't do it it's like nah i'm good i don't i don't need the money i'm all right even if oh. I do need the money, I don't need the money. Yeah. Grim, grim, grim. Um, so, um... <laughs> When's that line coming out? I'm going to have an option to tell her figures. Heroes of the customs. <laughs> I'd buy a referee Joey figure. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Another variant. There we go. Mm-hmm. I need a variant. We need a Joey <laughs> custom referee. Uh-huh. So um, it was something that I bought which I've been looking for for about 10 years, and I posted this in the Legion of Hasbro page. Oh, I'm jealous of this. Yeah, tell me, tell me. WWF Super Slams. Now, in America, uh, or or probably anywhere else outside of Europe, um, the cover had Razor Ramon and Jeff Jarrett on the cover. Um, And this came out in 1996, because, you know, things were usually out of date by the time, you know, videos were released. So I had never seen the cover of the... UK version, and I'm a big Coliseum video. All those like sort of 96 and 97 Coliseum videos are range from dire to shit. Um, and first <laughs> bleeps and body slams, yeah. <laughs> no, the scene they were still all right at that point. I mean, there was um, there was superstar entrances video, which I thought would be like music videos, yeah, um, with the theme tunes and stuff like that. But it was hosted by Grill Monsoon, and all it is is clips of entrances, that's all it is. And there's 45 wow. minutes of that. Yeah, that was uh, one of the bad ones. So, um, <laughs> if it was just their entrance videos, I would love it. Like they're, you know, that would be cool. Well, they did. They did a couple yeah. since. They did one in 2002, and it had like Billy and Chuck and the Hurricane, etc. And then they did one yeah. years later with Fandango on the cover. Um, oh, wow. So those are the ones that I definitely remember. But this Super Slams video, for whatever reason, has a different uh, has a different cover, and it's own heart and Brett tangling. Um, and it, like I say, it came out in 96 and it is a lot of, uh, Undertaker puts the death grip on Tatanka, um, sold, you know, um, I think a lot of these were like, sort of either on raw or pay-per-views, they weren't using much unique footage by this point, but, uh, Bret Hart teams up with Razor Ramon and get this to take on double J Jeff Jarrett and Hakushi. Oh, I know. Yeah. Did you, do you have a VHS? Like mm-hmm. player, did you have a VHS player? Yes, I will be watching oh. it. I'm very excited about it because I've never seen that match, and I don't know if that was on yeah, TV. I would like to watch that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got the Menu Eleven match of Allied Powers uh, versus Jacob and Eli Blue. Um, oh yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And Luger was gone by the time uh, this came out. Uh, Bret Hart yeah. squares off against Owen. Now, this could be one of many matches that they had because, I mean, Brawl yeah. and the Family was a VHS that had like a no holds. It was one of the tamest no holds barred matches ever. And I have a feeling <laughs> this might be it, but they had a match on like Action Zone as well. And uh, and also, here's a match that I've definitely not seen Double J, Jeff Jarrett, yeah, Double J uh, against Adam Bomb. Which I think that'd be pretty sweet to watch, yeah. Who has a cello figure coming out by the way? Oh, no, he, he, well, he's got one out, and then he's gonna he's have that one, one out. He's got a, a glowing one coming out shortly. Now, the thing I'm intrigued about this, though, um, which is rare for this time period, includes never before seen footage shot exclusively for video. Um, I'm, I'm excited about that, and I don't know what it is. And it's very bright. We may have to do like a watch along or something like that. I was like, just going to say, try to figure out something to watch along. Get the t- technology to work. VHS to iPhone technology. <laughs> must be out there. It must be out there. Do, do you still have many videos? Oh, stacks, stacks and stacks and stacks. Because last time I was in Canada, I was looking at old all-nighters videos that are on VHS. And I just got them digitized and I'm putting up on YouTube every so often and just i have it literally like you said all that stuff that you're saying i like the ones that catch like brawl in the family like you said bloopers bleeps and body slams i'm sure i have <laughs> uh, so many because that was like you know when a video store was going out of business and those were on clearance it was like christmas for us we're like oh my how are they getting rid of these gems Bloopers, bleeps, and body slams never came out in the UK, and that was hosted by Hillbilly Jim. I don't know why it never came out over here, but it's got Randy Savage against Jerry Lawler. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Um, but, but never Number came one out. has a really tame ladder match, like really tame ladder match. So it must have been from like a house show, and they didn't want to hurt each other, but they wanted to kind of play around the ladder, and it's just like <laughs> really, really, yeah. Oh, this is what uh, Razor, Razor and Jeff are. I think it's Brett and Shawn Michaels, I think. That was, um, I think they were kind of like preparing because didn't they have they had a summer? What I don't know what they had, they had a match. I'm sure it was Brett and Michaels, yeah. And I think it might be pre Razor and Michaels, it definitely was. It was, um, it was, uh, oh god, it was, um, Wham Bam Body Slam. Um, that's it, see, there you go, that's and- my caliber. <laughs> We, we're going to have to potentially bring back, uh, during COVID, we had the really clever title, which I think someone else has also used, uh, Co-Video 19 uh, for Coliseum <laughs> Video. Oh, it was really clever. And it was actually, me and Mark were doing that, and we had a lot of fun, and we did uh, we did One Man Body Slam and came up with tons of facts that no one cared about. Um, like the, the, the Brad Hart Yokozuna match, which is advertised on the American video, yeah. isn't on the video. Um, which I find interesting though, because it was a it was a profile of Bret Hart. So this must have been a Bret Yoko match before WrestleMania Nine, which I find very interesting. Um, yeah. But on the UK version, there's a sticker that comes on the front of the cover. They actually went out of the way to do this, saying, uh, "Sorry, the match with Bret Yoko because it's talked about on the video is not on the tape." So tough uh-huh. tits, you know. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that it was. Uh, it was probably, I mean, it was exciting for the time the Brett Michaels match because they had nothing to compare it to. Because I'm guessing no one yeah. had seen Stampede. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It must have been amazing. But yeah, it must have been probably Brett said, Hey, this is a thing we did in Stampede Wrestling. And Vince was probably like, Okay, show me what it is. And then became one of the most iconic matches going. Wasn't there a rumor it was going to be for SummerSlam 92 when they were going to do it in Washington, D.C.? 
that was going to be the IC match and then it got moved to Wembley and I think Vince just didn't like you say didn't like the Royal Rumble he didn't get it straight away yeah. and um then you know it, it's definitely one of the it, it's an interesting tape as well though because it was the first time in full that the Bret Hart Ric Flair match where Bret wins the title is uh, shown oh. um it's a really good tape with some good obscurities in there and curios and stuff like that. and there's also eating for the single man with Yokozuna um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, DIY with the bushwhackers as well. They were always pulled in to do something like gourmet cooking with the bushwhackers or aerobics oh, yeah. with the bushwhackers or something like that. You met, you must have met the bushwhackers or wrestled yeah, them or teamed yeah, up. One of them lives in Tampa. One of them has a gym right next to Hogan's Beach Shop in Clearwater. So, but we did shows with them and all. Like I said, one of the bushwhackers. I'm sure I said the story before. He 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 taught us how to hide your vodka in a <laughs> mouthwash bottle or whatever and that, like, that was his big you know tip and we're like young hungry kids asking for some tips in wrestling it's like here here's a tip kids hide your vodka in the, in the uh, mouthwash bottle nobody's gonna know I'm like okay cool thanks amazing <laughs> well what, what we need to know is who who's had a cello figure or is gonna have a cello figure that we've announced have you been in the ring with um Ooh. so greg valentine on an indie show maybe Yes, Greg Valentine and Indie Show. Oh, who else? Oh, all the BWO. All the BWO. All the BWO for sure. Um, Cole Cabana, we were in OBW. I probably was in some multi-man match with him, I'm sure. Um, let's see who else we got. There's a right. lot, actually. You're not, not Hayabusa. Um, Warlord and Barbarian? Don't. Yeah, Haku was on a show. I didn't do anything with him. Haku was definitely on a show with me somewhere. Please tell me you've yeah. wrestled Demolition. Sabu threatened our lives, but he wasn't. He's a, he's the uncensored, so <laughs> he was uncensored. But he did threaten to kill us at one point. Apparently, right. it was a joke. Apparently, he's our buddy, but I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, he didn't make it clear that we were friends. <laughs> he just said he was going to kill us. What else do we got? <laughs> I think he was feasible. Yeah, have you wrestled Demolition at all? Because they only retired. What like- he was on shows with us. Yeah, they did Ballpark Brawl in Buffalo. We never did the, sh- never wrestled them, but they're definitely on the same shows as us. I got to look back at all these tapes and see. Um, let's you see. need. Have you got stuff on a YouTube channel? Because that's what we need. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have to like start promoting the stuff on the YouTube channel. Gangrel for sure. Blue Mini, yes. Um, Gail Gail Kim, I've wrestled Gail Kim. I beat her. I beat her for the AWF with uh, the AWF heavyweight title. Yeah, not the not the women's title. You were going to say not the women's title. (laughs) The men's title. Yeah, Gilbert. We're on shows with Gilbert because I remember marking out to that. We were excited about that. Al Snow, obviously, we were on OVW, so lots of Al Snow matches. Uh, Josh Chernoff was in OVW, but I think he was in OVW after me. So I don't think I've ever crossed paths with him. Big Daddy, no. Luna Vachon, I don't think so. He was meant I to be look at, back at all these tapes. She was meant to be at that show with Gangrel, etc. And for whatever reason, um, she was still here at the time, but uh, she wasn't. She wasn't on the show, uh, which is one of the people that you know I'll always regret never getting the chance to see live that I could have oh, yeah. feasibly seen. Um, but there's so many names. I forgot that Gail Kim got announced. I mean, it's, it's That's what I'm looking back now. I was like, oh, yeah. And like you said, we're privy to, like, insider knowledge. So I'm not <laughs> like, wait, can't, can't say that name. Wait. No. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> <laughs> Very 
<laughs> That's the thing, though. We can't even joke about names because every everyone's oh. getting made now in various companies. Because I would have yeah. joked like Roadblock, you know, for a laugh, and then you know, yeah, but it's... yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we can't. That's that's a real a real name. <laughs> Secrets. Oh, to be us. I know. Oh, to be us. It's it's very cool. So is, the Cella Instagram page, and they've evolved so much. Just scroll to the bottom of the page, and then scroll back up, and you can see how far they've gotten in such a little amount of time. Insane. Good job, Cella. Good job, Cella. So, any no more no more names that you've been in the ring with? Uh, not that I see. And then if I keep talking, I'm going to slip up and say people that are. <laughs> mm. But there's oh. a few. There are a few. You're going to have some dream matches. With a Joey Knight figure, I swear I keep staring at Mo, and I know I keep saying going on before, but Mo, I swear he was at a show with us in Kentucky, and I want to double check if it was true or not, but I'm I'm almost positive it was. Oh uh, yeah, but Superfly Snooker Chiller doesn't make, but I wrestled Superfly Snooker, but he's had a retro figure, but not not Chiller figure. Um, so the um the uh oh British Bulldog offered us tongue at not his tongue, but. Cow's tongue. Okay. When we were in Calgary. British Bulldog was there. So British Bulldog, we've we wrestled him in the ring. He did stuff with us in the ring. He's, you want some fucking awesome. tongue? Like it was a Yeah, but he <laughs> was eating cow's tongue because it's high in protein or something like that. And we walked in the kitchen being all humble and everything because Stu Hart was there and Bulldog was there and Owen was there. And like it was just, you know, mind-boggling for us to be there. So we're just trying to take it all in but not make fools of ourselves. And British Bulldog was in the kitchen cooking cow tongue. And he's like, Oh, hello, yeah, I can't do mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do it. He's like he offered us tongues, and as 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 much as we wanted to impress people, I couldn't do it. I was like, no, I'm good. Thank you, thank you. And he's like, oh, it's got you know, it's got uh, protein in it. It's like, no, no, we're good. Thank you so much. I'm like, oh, I couldn't do it because if I gagged or spat spat it out or something, I would look like a fool. And it was literally a tongue on a frying pan, and him and Stu were just cooking it up. I was going to say, but so you're that's... from Canada, don't you? Just hunt elks and eat them raw isn't that just what you do <laughs> drink maple syrup straight from the tree that's what i do not <laughs> elks exactly uh-huh. tongue is where i don't eat the tongue we don't eat the elk tongue we eat the elk eat the horns eat the eyes not the tongue <laughs> um so whilst you're looking at uh challenge names that you've wrestled or been with um in in one form or another um <laughs> You know, um, well, you said Bulldog give you tongue. I'm sure Alison will give you head at one point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's probably about time I'm making a couple of announcements, some fun announcements. Um, now, B. Brian Blair was announced. Uh, we will be uh, conducting that interview very soon. Also, and to, I mean, let's face it, to no one's surprise at this point, Jumping Jim Brunzel will be also interviewed separately and talk about, I mean, besides the Killer Bees, the, the rest of their careers that we can get into. It was like when I interviewed um, Bill Eady, you, you can't just talk about demolition. We spent so much time on the mass Superstar. It was unbelievable um, to the point where I would love to have done another one. Uh, but also, so B. Brian Blair, Jumping Jim Brunzel in separate interviews, which will be great. And they've both had previous action figures but also more importantly they have cello action figures coming out and uh also barry darso um mr hole in one himself i'm i'm excited i won't call him that on air because i think <laughs> nothing will get a, a, a quicker <laughs> what should we not talk about with hole in one well definitely not hole in one uh we'll not talk about the uh the um the the, 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 the 
match where they threw hair at each other. With Dustin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone's asked yeah, about that, you know. Um, yeah. Do not mention that. It's fine. It's, yeah. Get your questions yeah, in, yeah. though. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, like I say, we're going to certainly talk about the... Um, uh, the 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 performance they did at the Slammies, uh, the what I could do to you, <laughs> can carry you. Now they were all on that, um, and uh, obviously the the bees were on the original. Bring home all the action, uh, yeah. you know, commercial. And uh, we're going to ask what their favorite kind of honey is. Uh, we're going to ask if they were ever bitter towards Andre the Giant for getting the Honey Loops uh, gig. Um, yeah. All the hard questions that we need the answers to. Well, it's summertime as well. They're going to be out like pollinating. Oh, yeah, pollinating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lucky, lucky that I've caught them like an, an elusive butterfly. You know, I'm hoping I don't get stung with the questions here. Uh, oh, I'll stop. I'll shut up now. Um, but basically, yeah. So, the, uh, it's an honor that don't get me wrong. I know how ridiculous it is that I have almost caught Blanche to be like, right, we're making this person feel free to reach out to them. And I'm just like, a lot of these, and look, I've been lucky with interviews over the years. Um, having, having the weight of Cella and knowing that they can promote their own figure. God, it makes stuff much easier to get names. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Bartley didn't care. He was just happy that I was interviewing him, I think, because he was... He, I think we need Cella to make him a figure. I would buy it. I would buy the shit out of that thing. He does... Um, he does... Uh, he, he petitions, because his 30th anniversary of Raw coming up in yep. January, and I'm like, well, there's one person. Heenan came back eventually. Gene Oakland, Sean Mooney, Todd Pettengill. Uh, Savage even got figures, you know, um, Vince ain't going anywhere, depending on what you believe. And, uh, you know, so the, the one person who's going to come back and save save the floundering Monday Night Raw is uh, the person who started it all off to begin with, and that's the one and only Rob Bartlett. So we talk about, he does, oh, I, I don't want to give anything away, but obviously we talk about the, everything to do with Raw when he was there. Um, but we also talk about a really fun story about the Madison Square Garden show that he was at. Um, and I believe that was the Headlock on Hunger uh, show that they were right. talking about. We get his thoughts on Ico Pro. Um, nice. No way. I had Ico Pro. I was, oh, I was a believer. You had Ico Pro. How easy oh, was that? Yeah. To GNC, was that the name of the place? You had to go to GNC. So again, from yeah. Canada, you had to cross the border to, to Buffalo, New York to get it. But smuggling, we got it. Ico <laughs> Pro. Yeah, smuggling Ico Pro. And I remember they had this lemon bag that you had to sniff and it invigorated you apparently. So me, little, little teenager <laughs> me at the gym, sniffing on a bag before I do some bench press. Must have been a sight to behold, yeah. I'm telling you, if you still had any of those wrappers or packets or anything, oh, man. Oh, like, I, I think I need to search eBay for an unopened IcoPro and just go to, you know, let's, I'm telling let's you, get on YouTube and just take some IcoPro from 30 years ago and see what happens. Let's do it. I've got some bubble gum from 1992 that hasn't been chewed yet. And I feel like now is the 30th anniversary. I think now is the time. I've got loads of them. So, it, you know, I think time to open one or two. Um you know, I'll we've be that person. We've got content for weeks now. Let's eat. We've got content galore. We've got content galore. We're going to see a show. Yeah. Um, where was it going with that? I don't know. Who knows? Rob Bartlett. Oh, Rob Bartlett. Um, we talked about Ico Pro. Raw, Ico Pro. 
Yeah. That, that's it, Ico Pro. So, uh, yeah, the because um, the story was that all the unsold Ico Pro got buried beneath uh, Titan Towers, which I love. And then Rob Bartlett said they probably made the foundation out of the Ico Pro because it was rock hard, cork board, horrible, fucking tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we go heavily into Ico. Oh, yeah, that's that's the thing on eBay. I, I, I I've since sold it because I'm like, why do I need this? Um, and I got some good money for it. It was an Ico Pro gym bag. Um, and this is before yeah. everyone started, uh, ironically liking Ico Pro again. So I was able to get it really cheap. Um, I've seen a few t shirts and I've also seen like original t shirts, and I've also seen a, a video like a gym workout video. Yep. I advertised Nike Pro, but I, I didn't win that sadly. But the dream, I, I keep asking all the wrestlers like Mo, but like, because you never know, he was there, yeah, you know. Yeah. They keep some of that old stuff. I mean, the the thing that I heard as well from doing various shows with Colin Delaney. Um, have you done shows with him? Oh. Yeah, Colin Delaney's just our buddy because he he lived in Buffalo. So yeah, I know. Oh, we've got to get him back on. Um, yeah. He's it, we did so many shows together, and I think he was very charitable. Um, letting me just talk shit with him a lot. We did like raw reviews, we did like watch alongs for like the first eight raws or something. One of those raws, and no one heard this halfway through the show. Uh, the police showed up at his door, he didn't do anything wrong, it was a false call. Um, but we had to pause it and everything, and uh, you, you'll never know if you didn't hear it, you know. But um, wow. yeah, that was, that was kind of fun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, Colin Delaney's like our buddy from back in the day, and I'm always proud of his figure because his figure is like all original parts. Mm-hmm. So I've got at least I've got two. I've got one mint on card still because it's just it's so cool for him not only to get it but to get such a well thought out figure too. Not just his head popped on a jack body like Spike Dudley got all the time. As a present, I um because of all that he did for me, and this is the one you know I I can't get you any of your variants i mean I'll, I'll buy you one at some point and i'll send it to you as a as a thanks but <laughs> i found the uh one of 500 colin delaney with the, nice. the, the gold yeah. belt so yeah, i bought it belt. and i sent it to him with the line now you can play with yourself here you go um and he was very appreciative of that i'm hoping he still has it i'm hoping he didn't sell it or anything but um yeah i don't think he would have it's um no, but that is a great figure a very underrated figure and it did uh, removable pull-down straps as well. That was the yeah, first. Yeah. Um, because have you heard about the new taker? The new Undertaker with the yeah, yeah, the the pull down. All the cracking. Have you heard about the, the how- cracking? I just know it, it. It didn't look too too bad, but it looked. Is it cracking the the rubbery bits? I know it's a rubber. It's a stretchy new yeah. material because you've Hold seen the, the Rollins with the, the you can flex the arms and the jacket now, but yeah. apparently the same yeah. is happening with that as well. So maybe then it's see, it happens to every company. Thank you very much. There you go. There you go. There's the lesson of that story. So, um, yeah, so good stuff. So, um, yeah, we, we've just rambled and I probably have talked too much. If, if I talk more than you, that's impressive because um, we, we've got the two <laughs> biggest mouths in podcasting history, I think. Um, so what have you got coming up over the next uh, week or so? What do I got going on? Uh, the finish of Joey Mania, Joey Variant Madness, just ended uh, recently on the Monday Night Quiz that you took part in. And failed us. She failed us. Yeah, that just happened. So it's all the aftermath of that Monday night quiz. I'm just going to organize, get all my ducks in a row so all these people can get their joeys and plan the next thing. Which we already announced here, the sexy monkey. Tippy should have the artwork for that any day now. So we can reveal it, you know, on our own way somehow, especially on our Instagram. 
something like that. We'll have a joint Instagram reveal of the sexy monkey. Robin Knight. Did you give him my idea, the t-shirt idea? Oh yes, yes. We, we can't reveal. We can't reveal it yet because someone will steal it. Hundred percent, we'll make that shirt off. Hundred percent. I'm an influencer. Yeah. I'm. I'm. My are ideas are working. That's the thing. Like once in a blue moon, I get asked my idea about what what attire do you think this cello figure should wear? And I'm like, right, okay. And then I I chew their ear off with like all these obscure attires and stuff like that. But um, and 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 once in a blue moon, I'm not going to tell you what, but they do they do seem to listen. Either that, or I just go with the most common sense answer that they were going to go with anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah. Just, just give yourself credit <laughs> it's you it's all you it's all me um so that's the thing as well i love the uh the you know as we wrap up the the lunar figure because originally i was like oh WrestleMania 10 there's been a figure in that style but this one we're talking again molded parts the arm gauntlets are there um everything is there that don't get me wrong the previous one is incredible for the parts that they had and the the right. decor and everything but this one's really going to be next level and it's going to fit in perfectly with doinkin bam bam as well i cannot wait for that luna figure um an inspired choice by tippy and a lot of effort went into that uh design um that's it they they they're the first ones to make the female figure so they have nothing to even reference so they're they're knocking it out of the park for just creating it without any reference to go to that is true that is true well uh we want to thank you all for tuning in to we're getting we're getting more disciplined at this i think um getting it under control it's fine yeah yeah it's fine um charles i don't think charles listens so (laughs) charles is a busy man again we're the saturday night we just jimmy hart runs we're the jimmy hart running saturday night with all the um underappreciated talent and um you know the, the the tippies of the world are soaking in all the glory and we're just here to comment on it so we are lowly peasants in the world of Chella. <laughs> but we love Chella. we do we do we really do you'll not find two more bigger advocates than myself and uh the one and only joey knight when it comes to Chella. exactly exactly so from myself and the wonderfully wonderful joey knight we will see you all next time See you later.